Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, the podcast featuring the best bits of this afternoon's show. It was Andy's first day back. Yeah, it's a bit rusty, but not too yeah, bad. Yeah, not too bad. And, um, of course, he could not come back without a couple of weird stories, one involving a Christmas <laughs> present and the other involving a gift for his wife. Um, but, it's it, you know, it never passes off without incident, does no. it really, any, no. any part of your life. No. So uh, you'll hear that. Elliot Steele, comedian and Palace fan, popped in to see us as well. So you'll hear from him. So here it all is. <laughs> Everyone, good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul, and welcome uh, back. Thank you very much. Yes, I was here Thursday and Friday with Max yes, and with Charlie, I mean, but uh, I, I you I had an extended it. break. Didn't well, you? I, you know, I had I, I did work right the way through from August. Don't feel sorry for me because I love the job, but I only had one day off between August and Christmas. So. Wow. You know, so, so you were feeling it so a bit, I, were you? Well, a little bit, so Impressive. I thought it was fair enough to have a little bit of time at Christmas, and yeah. it was fun, I really enjoyed it. Good. And, uh, and uh, you've come in today with what looks like something you bought in the Sheffield Wednesday Club <laughs> shop. We're going to tweet out the picture. and I, I, uh, it's, got, it's gone out, it's on at TSH&J, and I'm, I'm not at the very cutting edge of trendy as a man, as you probably realise, yeah. so I had no idea. I just thought a Sheffield Wednesday fan had bought you a nice shirt. <laughs> it's it's a, a really nice kind of oversized shirt yeah. with sort of pockets, breast pockets and it, it looks like kind it's of in black watch tartan for those fashion yeah people nice it's a way. kind of hip hop wear and what does it say on the back it's got a big owl which looks just like the sheffield wednesday owl. i think in fact wednesday's marketing department should have a word whoever makes that shirt <laughs> it's to do with is it drake, passing off apparently it's something to do with drake yeah but my kids like buying me stuff that is you know that's very At very, very cutting trendy, edge very hip hop and i think they think it's funny if i put it on but I like the shirt, so, you know. Yes, yeah, so it is nice. But yeah. uh, what, does, what does it actually say on the back for those fashionistas out there who understand uh, know, what these things are I, all about? I don't normally see the back of myself. Yeah, I know, but oh, I think no. you might have had a look at it. You know, October's you're walking... very own. October's very own. October's very own and exactly a big picture of an owl. The same, isn't it? Sheffield Wednesday. It's the Sheffield Wednesday owl, yeah. <laughs> They should sue Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Wednesday. Make a few quid out of Drake. You could buy a, buy another striker or something. That'd be, but that'd uh, be good. anyway, you make your own minds up, folks. We'll stick it on the way. But you carry it off, Andy. I think, I don't think I you do. are a man. It's been highlighted Sleep here by so a younger long. member of the team that you are a bit of a close horse. You can carry this sort of. I mean, like, if I wore that, 
Imagine, that I'd be pilloried. At least, would, at least it would fit you. Yeah, <laughs> it is quite oversized. <laughs> yeah. They have bought you some I different... I look like Charlie Drake wearing it. Yeah, you do, that's right. Anyway, down for the teenagers, go and check it out. At TSH and Third round FA Cup day, match of the Was day. It? Yes. Oh, yeah. Weekend. And one thing I always love on match of the day is the commentators that you never hear the rest of the year. Yeah. So, for example, well done, congratulations, Matt Davis-Adams. Commentating on Brighton and Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, he did very well, though. Wayne Boyce, commentating on Cardiff versus Carlisle. Yeah. Oh. They sometimes <laughs> take the local radio yeah, commentary, no, this, the, the, the BBC think, local radio mean, commentary. This, and Chris Wise, who did... Uh, what did he, they all got a better booking than Steve Wilson and Clive Allen, who were at Wolves versus United. Oh, blimey, yeah, what a stinker that was. Yeah. But I've got a theory about this. We can talk about this with Motti. I, I, I really feel that they're missing a trick the FA with the with the cup. Two things. Don't have VAR in the FA Cup. Yeah. It would have been a lovely point of difference from the Premier League and mm. it would have avoided the thing we talked about last year, but they discussed on breakfast this morning as well. The idea that you've got twelve games where you've got VAR and yeah. 30, 20 games where you haven't. Yeah, it's, it is the compared compared balance of the tournament. Stupid. It, it is stupid, yeah. I totally completely agree. stupid. Everybody knows that. And the other thing is if you're gonna have a winter break, why not take the winter break after that fourth game when the players are hanging, they were Desperate. Yeah. Take the break then, have a week, then come back with the FA Cup. Or and then all the it. teams would look upon it as a warm up match exactly. for the FA for Cup. The, and they put for the Premier teams. League. And they put a, it would be like a, yeah. after a week's, you know, rest or two weeks' rest, it would feel like a, you know, they'd put out proper teams. And, yeah. you'd be, and also, you as a fan would be gagging for football because you wouldn't have had any football for two weeks. Yeah. Whereas the FA Cup comes along, you think, oh no, no, that's five games in about four days. I can't deal with it. Yeah. it it's so. It's amazing how wrong people who run football get it. It's quite. It's not that d- difficult to work out, really. It's so obvious that that would be a better way of doing it. But you know, will they change it? Nah, they won't. Uh, I noticed that Olive from on the buses was at uh, Craven Cottage. She was very excited when Fulham got the winner. Arta! She would have done. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's a nice stuff. contemporary yeah, reference. Like Tremendous. Yeah. Scott Parker afterwards. I always think he does look like he'd make a great ticket tout. He would tickets. Anybody got any tickets? He does. Scott does talk out the corner <laughs> of his mouth, doesn't he? Oh, buy or sell. Buy or sell. You got, you're looking to buy. Uh, he does a bit. I know we, we play a game called Posh or Irish, where you have to guess. When you're looking when at you, the racing when you're channel, at the racing channel, who you know without the sound, whether the person speaking is posh or Irish because yeah. that's all there is in racing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so when they mentioned the Rochdale manager, Brian Barry Murphy, I did imagine that he would be Irish. Did you, did you go posh or Irish? <laughs> I went Irish. Okay. And he was. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> well, uh, my team is clinging on by its fingernails in the FA Cup after a, a trip to Middlesbrough. And his team safely through safely the through, routine... Yes. Their annual 2-0 victory over Nottingham Forest. <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't but it? But for uh, one other man in the studio, the FA Cup dream is over <laughs> for another for year. Another year sadly. <laughs> Beaten by Derby County 1-0. He's a Palace fan. He's comedian uh, Elliot Steele. Elliot, good afternoon. It's a, it's a Mickey Mouse trophy. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you sad to be out of it? Uh, yeah, it, it's nice. I'd rather go out in the third round than have like a... Like I, I went to the final when we were at the final... And that was that was painful when we lost playing United at Wembley, and uh, that, that hurt when uh, I had yeah. to watch Lingard score. But it was a great run on the way there. So going out in the third round, I think is like it's irritating. It's not like if you get to like where we've been in like a quarters or a semis before, and you get knocked out of cup, and mm. then you're just your year's ruined. 
Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. year's ruined because you're like, all right, maybe, maybe next year we'll put a run together again. But when you're out in the third round, you're like, oh yeah, no, you can use that excuse of like, well, we're going to focus on the league now, and we're going to yeah. we're going to do that big push to try and finish ninth. <laughs> he's doing a good job, Roy. Though I mean, it's, you know, it's not it's not easy. You know, I think he's done well for Palace, really, considering what it was like when he came in. I don't know if you saw Wayne Rooney obviously playing for Derby yesterday yeah. on the telly, but I noticed. I watched Derby the other night and I thought to myself, and they picked it up in the sun, Wayne's beard. Yeah. I mean, I mean as a man who uses a bit of uh, Just For Men myself, yeah. there's, a, there's a scientific way of using it, not the way Wayne used he it. He just dipped his beard in some... Uh, <laughs> he left it on far hammerite too... paint. He left it on far too long. Yeah, yeah. He I've looks like that. one of the guys out of that <laughs> SAS Who Dares Win shows now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a and he didn't, full beard. he didn't leave any grey. You've got to leave a little bit of grey sort of, you know, for realism. Yeah. And, uh, he, and, of course, <laughs> where, where it is grey, it, it takes... It goes more black. So he looks like, remember, the, the first, the original producers were Zero Mostel and Gene Wilde. Remember <laughs> yeah. the bloke in the lift? Yeah, that's the bloke look. in the lift going up to Roger's office. It looks, uh, it looks he's gone a bit it's like that. Not, I love that that's the talking point from his game yesterday. On the national sport I mean, race. It's it yeah. quite saying for Derby. It's an intro. They must be the only team in Britain that have two quarterbacks. I mean, it was him mm. and Tom Huddleston that's sitting true. there, seeing it all in front of him. Pinging 25, 30. You can normally have one player that does that yeah. in your central midfield. Well, the, not the, two. Course, the main talking point from that game, looking at my notes here, not remembering, yeah. was it Michael Oliver checking the. Uh, yeah. Monitor. Now you and were the, gigging. The you world didn't there. end. Your dad was there, wasn't he, Mark? Was Again, there. he's a, a visitor of the studio. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was did, updating me. Did he. Did he, did he Make a kind of comment about the the fact that Michael Oliver had gone. We'd seen a, a referee go to a monitor for the first time in quite a long time. He said it took about five minutes. Yeah, it was like even for VAR, it was long. Yeah, and like I've been in the stadium with the VAR thing, and like I I don't know what you guys make of VAR. I actually think it's good for the game, but I just think they need to really enforce clear and obvious. Like, if yeah, someone's yeah. taking two, three minutes, go, yeah. it's not clear and obvious. Like, the NFL Which is do what that they've great. done. They've yeah. done that in football. I think in Spain they've done that as well. So they've made that point, unless you can see it Howard very Webb's quickly. is the best way in America, the way he runs it. It basically looks at the offside. If you can't see it on the screen with the naked eye, it's not offside. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what they should do, you know. But yeah. it's different. They'll get it right, though. But it's at the moment, it's, but, it's I mean, terrible. Watching it back, it, it was... I mean... You could have sent him off for just rank stupidity. He got involved in a row with Tom Arnold and Neaton had done, was kicking out, was pushing. Seemed, I mean, he, he was almost saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit tired. I could do a cut, could do a half hour off. He's, he's not having the best of seasons, as old Luca, I don't yeah. think. And uh, I, I think he had a lot. We had a great season last season, but essentially we've got like sort of the same way, like uh, teams in the NFL just have a kicker. He's that. Yeah. Just for penalties, he's <laughs> worth having on in case you get a penalty, yeah, he's and that though. that's worth it. But yeah, he he see because he's been an important player for you, hasn't he? For he's, quite he's, a lot of the time, he's usually important player. He's, he's fantastic, but he is in front of that defense. Like we we've got six injured defenders or something ridiculous. Like mm. I don't know, Palace have had a the Palace defense have had a foresight that we're about to have World War Three and have managed to find a way of dodging the draft by all <laughs> acting injured, and we're. We're now we're putting a lot of sort of onus on like Luca Chekuate, who I think is one of the best midfielders I've seen at Palace for a long time, who no one is giving any credit to, but he he's just he gets the ball, he passes the ball, he makes a run, he gets back to defend, does everything midfielders are meant to do, but because mm. he just he's not glamorous in doing it, no one goes like man that that is the player. Everyone yeah. sort of looks at again like Zaha and players like that, or even Mayer who, mm. managed, who we managed to get injured yesterday. It's just our injury list is getting too long, so it's becoming 
it's becoming such a thing that like someone like Luca has to do more. Yeah. And that's just tiring him out and then he's not having the best of season. So it must be frustrating for him. Um you're in the market for a striker and there's some talk about you maybe Batshuayi coming back. But you did come in the first mm. thing you said to Andy's all would you like Zaha? Um, which I thought was quite interesting. I mean, at Palace, you begin to think that he will go in January then? I'd, I'm not... I'd, I'm a huge Zaha fan. I've always defended him whenever I've come on his show. I'm not that bothered if he leaves anymore. Really? What, I, what's I changed then, Elliot? He... From what I saw at the beginning of this season where he tried to force the move to Arsenal, mm. it's like Roy then went... Okay, cool. You don't want to be here, so now you've lost your privileges uh, on the pitch of like get the ball to Wilf and he can run at the team. Your job is now to pass the ball. You get the ball, you run forward, and you pass. And I see this when I watch Zaha now. He either he can change the game for us. He absolutely is the best player on that pitch for our team. But some games, it's like. Just make that pass. All you got to do is make that pass. You don't have to run through, oh, good, he's run back. And then I just go like, well, why don't we just bring someone in who's just going to do the the basic stuff and then we lose all the fancy mm. stuff. But we've got a good enough team to stay up. Whereas okay. a few years ago, he was the reason we would stay up. Mm. And would you, I mean, what about I you, would problem, you like him? Oh, look, I like him as a player. He's a, he's a terrific player, but he's so expensive. I think he's too expensive. I just cannot see 80 million for a bloke. Was he 28 now? 20, 27 or 27, something, yeah. 28. It's too much money for that age because you, there's no resale value at all. And so you can look at a younger player, you know, say, not necessarily, just say Leon Bailey. For yeah. Schalke, one yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you'll pay, like, that's exactly you'll what pay Arsenal less than 80. They bought Pepe for the same money because he's 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and if he does well, there'll be a reset. Do you think it's just a dangerous ship might have sailed then? Because he, I mean, he did go to United, then came back. Do you think, unless they get rid of him now... Well, who's going to pay the money? That's the problem, yeah. you know. And it depends if that's your priority. You know, I think one time you would have, under Potts, you would have said he'd be, he'd be good for Spurs. Mm. But, you know, for Chelsea, they've got Hudson-Odoi. They've got Pulisic. Yeah. Know, I wonder what yeah. they wonder, need for. I also, I also think, though, with the 80 million thing, that, like, I've said it before in here, like, 80 million is the new, like, 40 million. Like, in football, it was like, I still do it where I work on terms, going, oh, that that amount is ridiculous for that player. But then you realise, <laughs> no, wait, there's players going for, like, 130 million. Like, there's no... Yeah. It, it is going... They're going to... I don't know what they're going to... They're going to have to bring something in. Because I think the, the wages as well is what's now, like, for even bigger clubs, like, you look at Madrid and Barcelona, mm. I think the wages is starting sure. to come back yeah. to haunt them where they're going, yeah. oh, yeah, we can't just buy some guy and use him in training and then pay him 35 grand a week. Like, that's all starting to come back and haunt him. Do you think... Do you yeah, think so it costs 80 million, yeah. but you're going to have to pay him 200 grand a week, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So and do you think that money, feeling so about Wilf among Palace fans is is the same? Do you, do you generally get that from other fans thinking, look, if he goes, he goes. We're just sick of the old saga, really. Well, there's, there's always sort of been two camps with Zaha. There's been, he is phenomenal and he is the best player at the club and there's like I could play better than him and you're like <laughs> is it, which is like with any, any football club yeah 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 um, I would say most people now are Palace fans are quite rational for most of it but we do take ourselves at the club a bit too seriously at times I think if you've ever seen like that that's the next that section that brings all the fans are like banging drums and stuff it's great for the atmosphere mm. but then they're like everyone's got to wear black and we've got to do it and you're like no man I'm coming to watch us play like yeah. Derby and lose in the third round of the FA Cup <laughs> I'm not wearing black <laughs> we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not yeah, spending yeah. thousands on a display for that yeah um, but so the camps have always been camp A, camp B with Zaha like I'm better than him or he's the best player at the club but now I feel like everyone's gone he is really good but 
just do whatever you want. We'll, yeah. If you want to go, go. We're not going to try make you stay. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Palace supporting comedian Elliot Steele has joined us uh, in the studio this afternoon. We've just been talking about Wilfred Zaha and whether the Palace fans want him to go or not, whether Andy would like him at <laughs> Chelsea, etc. Um, but you've got some gigs coming up. Elliot, you got a new show? Yeah, I've got uh, a new show that what, I'm doing. Tell us tell us about it. Then. Uh, well, it's a work in progress show, so it's all me trying to work out new stuff. There's a few I'll be doing um, that I haven't booked in yet with some friends like comedians Kai Humphreys and Jamali Maddox. I think we're all doing stuff together, which is cool. Have you got a kind of loose theme or, or not? Is that kind of taking shape? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's weird. You just kind of, like, I like to just get up and be like, okay, what am I thinking about at the moment? And then talking about that. And then uh, what's nice is at the moment is luckily there's nothing in the news for any comedians to talk about. Yeah, it's been a quiet few months. Yeah. That's mad, man. Donald Trump, he is. It's like watching a Jose Mourinho meltdown, isn't it? Yeah. But with slightly more jeopardy. Yeah. Mourinho had nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a slight worry, especially in the last couple of days. So, uh, where can we see you then? Where where, where can we see you in action? On all this the together? 11th of February, I will be in Leicester at the Leicester Comedy Festival doing my show at the Cookie. That's what the venue's called. And on the 23rd of February, I'll be at the Vault Comedy Festival in London. And on March 20th, I'll be doing my uh, Edinburgh show, show that I did in Edinburgh that got great reviews and stuff, at the Comedia Brighton on March 20th. If March I that Fantastic. Time already. And you're on social media and all that, aren't I'm you? I'm on Twitter at ElliotSteel.com and Instagram uh, Elliot Still. Okay. Andy, I understand you have a theory. Well, no, I, I noticed Not something... about Elliot's comedy, about no, no, I love Elliot's comedy. <laughs> I noticed something over the, the period. I mean, especially... With, David Moyes, for example, came in at West Ham. Yeah. What a difference. I mean, they've won two games, all right, not great opposition, but, you know, tighter. And they've had new manager uplift. Arsenal, new manager uplift. New the manager way they beat United. Yeah, yeah. Even Spurs got new manager uplift. They did initially, yeah. Initially, yeah. And I was thinking, what manager, what club should do now is employ two managers. So you have one manager for like six months, four months, and the other manager for four months. Yeah. And then if he if he's losing the dressing room, I say after month three, you bring the other bloke in. But that would be alternative manager uplift. <laughs> if you knew the other bloke was just sitting there waiting in the wing and, and he'd had four months and you didn't like him either. It, it, is, it is the kind of shock of the new, isn't it? It's the fact that it is. a it different... Is, you've, uh, most it of it comes weird, to, though, isn't it? The way players do suddenly start... Well, Arsenal players, they suddenly start running about. Well, that first West Ham performance tells you whatever the players say, because we always hear players say, we're right behind the gaffer, the gaffer's been great, and he goes, and then you think, blimey, they weren't having him, were they? You right. can just tell from a performance, can't you? Arsenal, they look like a different team. That Arsenal team, like I was, I've been watching it because I've got mates, I was loving the collapse of Arsenal. Like, it was one of my favourite things that happened in football. And it's now really annoying that when I watched them play United the other night, it was like, oh, my God, they look amazing. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, no, we've got them in two weeks. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't tell in the Premier League at the moment, you can't tell if a team's amazing or not because United have been, you know, they beat Spurs, they beat City. They go and play like that against Arsenal. They, I thought they were pathetic that night. They were, yeah. yeah. I thought they were, they were better in that second half for that first half. But I thought that Arsenal team was just really good. Yeah, they did play well and they ran out of steam a bit but uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll get it right though with him he, the signs are good for us Pepe reminded me of a young Wilfred Zaha yeah. oh right yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah I mean and, if Zaha had ever which is kind of as Andy said he's effectively what he is <laughs> but I, I did have this thing on Saturday where I went I went to the Brentford game because mm. I was as yeah, I said yeah. earlier and he has bought a season to get for Brentford because the new ground does look fantastic and it's very near my house so I thought well you know and if they get into the Premier League, it'll be fantastic, it'll be great value. And even if they don't, I'll go and see the odd championship game and it'll be enjoyable. But I had a bloke, I went to the, the game, it was a terrible game. It was a penultimate on match of the day, 
20 games, so you know it was pretty awful. Mm. Uh, but I had a bloke behind me. You didn't get this at football. He, he, he was just so annoying, this bloke. He had a loud voice and he kept going, Worry him! Worry him. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you should, so go up to a bloke in the corner and say, Mate, I think you might leave your gas on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Worry just, him. Just, just, <laughs> worry him. Do you know what? I, I went past your house earlier on. There was a faint, you're in, you've left the gas on. There there is worry a, him, wouldn't I, I hate bands like that, like where I sit, there's a guy who's always like, get on him, go on, get on him. He's like, yeah. mate, it's, the, guy, the guy knows what he's meant to be doing. People just give those like bits of advice to footballers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he had a loud voice as well. It wasn't that great an atmosphere in Saturday at Brentford. And he was shouting. At one point, the, the, the bloke was surrounded. The guy was on the halfway line, the Brentford player. And he had, he had literally three people blocking his way. And he was going, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> turn around and say, where can he turn? Yeah. Can't turn, can he? Stop going backwards. <laughs> so, so you got involved in a I row with this day, did you? I said to the commercial manager, I said, please make sure he's not sitting next to me in the news. It would be great. It'd be great if, <laughs> you imagine yeah, he's sitting, sitting there, there day mate, one. How are you? Worrying, worrying. worrying. Some, <laughs> some people do just turn up to football though and you realise it's not about football it's about the week they've had and they're going to take it out on some like that's guy true. who's a left back yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true that's always been that, so. that is right. I that's sit, very true I sit right by uh, where the corner flag is at Palace mm. so you'll always get whoever's taking corners for the other team to come up and have people behind me are just trying to put the person who's taking the corner <laughs> off and you're like I want to go like one time to whoever's taking the corner. Go, don't worry, man. You're doing your best. <laughs> like, don't, don't listen to them. You are, you earn way more. You're doing better in your life than they're doing. It. And you always get on telly, I suppose, being on the corner flag as well. You often get on the telly. Oh yeah, I tried to. I one time uh, applied to a gig and they were like, must have TV credits. And I thought it'd be funny to send in a, a picture and just circled me out on Match of the Day, BBC One. TV credits, Match of the Day, Sky Sports, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, BT Sport. All I the didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. But there was a variable who's who. At Brentford, uh, oh, yeah. I've noted them down. Steve Coppel was there. Yeah. Greg Dyke. I was trying to say to Greg Dyke, I, I rubbished your theory when you said England would win the World Cup in 2022. Yeah, 2022. But I think you might be right. You're warming to it. Fantastic. Dave Bassett was there. Oh, they're, they're all there. They're all the turning base. out. David Pleat was sitting yeah. in front of us. Was he? First half. I think he was, he was either fed up with me or he was fed up with the bloke behind. Were worrying. you shouting worrying? <laughs> no. So he wasn't there for the second half. I, don't know I think it's the things that might worry David Pleat, but we'll, we'll move on. Um, Elliot, we're out of time. Lovely to see oh, you as always. Uh, in, we'll boys. catch up with you soon. Uh, go and check out Elliot's social media, all those dates there. His new Edinburgh show, Taking Check. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. When we played Spurs and we beat Spurs, I thought, you know what? They're going to lose to Southampton. I know they're going to lose to Southampton. And the bookies didn't. So I thought, you know what? I'll have a, I'll have a little bet on it. Yeah. And uh, I won quite a lot of money out of it. So I said to the wife, let's go to the Savoy Grill. <laughs> <laughs> it was found money. I thought, you know, when you've got found money, you've got to blow it. There's no point keeping it. You've just got to blow it. <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. Well, no, no, that's found money. I never, yeah. I always gamble responsibly. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a small stakes man. You are. But... Uh, but Especially I mean, when you go to the Savoy Grill. <laughs> Medallions, I think they call them, don't they? <laughs> Very nice, actually. Yeah. Anyway, what did you what have? Uh, what do they oh, serve there? God, did you have something grilled? About two weeks ago. You know, I can't remember what I had. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't, ask, don't me. ask me about in Andy's life. <laughs> so how often do you... I mean, the thing is, if I went to the Savoy oh, Grill, I I had the steak, it's not something I do every day. mushroom pie, funnily enough. Steak and mushroom pie, was it? Was, was it? Nice. Uh, yeah, it was lovely. Did, Ginsters, was it? Or <laughs> it, was a, like, it was Gordon Ramsay. It was very nice. I can't remember how to start. Oh, lobster bisque. Oh, aye, aye. Oh, yeah. oh, it's all coming back to him now. <laughs> what, do you have any dessert? <laughs> no, I was full. And, and so uh, it was paid for by Chelsea's woeful by performance. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Little victories, I'm sure. Ralph, toast to Ralph Harson, who has desired. Of course, I'd much rather we won the game. Yeah. Didn't really make up for it. Anyway, I have decided I am... After a series of, especially pre-Christmas, where I was hopeless, but even after Christmas, I am Britain's worst online shopper. Are you really? So on uh, that Friday, sounds like a Channel Five Nine O'clock show. That does. <laughs> Quinton Wilson. Yeah. On Friday night, I decided because it's my wife, so we were watching a program on the Royal Ballet. Oh, my yeah. wife loves the ballet. Oh, it's yeah. her birthday coming up, so I said, well, "Why don't you know? Should I get you tickets for the? I like the ballet too, so I should I get tickets for Covent Garden. You know, it'd be fantastic." What's on? Uh, is it man on? <laughs> man on. That'd be Fo- perfect. The football ballet. That's the football ballet, man on. Yeah. So anyway, after a lot of fiddling about, I, for some reason, I'm not Mr. Culture. I decided to, uh, I thought I'd book tickets for La Boheme. Uh, and Which is not a ballet, is it? <laughs> no, it's an opera. I hate opera. <laughs> I really hate opera. Buy any spares. <laughs> so what, why, did you, th- why did you buy tickets for... Because I didn't realise, because their website, as I said to them the next day, when I was trying to get my money back... Maybe it's Love O.M., website- the sing-along musical bit, like Mamma Mia, <laughs> where they do those I said, ones. your website's very confusing. I said, you've got all the events together. I said... Not you if know. you know anything about ballet <laughs> slash opera. They probably work on the basics. I tell you that... These tickets were eye-wateringly expensive. Yeah. Like, you know, almost as much as the Brentford season ticket. <laughs> that's how much they were. For, so you've got to spend... It's, because it's, it's, when you go see, I like website, the opera, and it's, it's, that's not oh, a bad... It's like one, I think it was like, like one tickets were like 150 quid restricted view. <laughs> what? That's no good. Another tickets behind, were like about 180... They've got an old Archibald Leach down there. That's why, because you're behind <laughs> the pillar, aren't you? About 180 quid each, these tickets. And they said, but people be warned that people will be standing directly behind you. So I don't want to have 180 quid. I don't want people standing directly behind me. Yeah. Sneezing on Worrying. <laughs> Worrying. Shouting like that bloke at Brentford, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, having 
So through the whole thing, decided to go for the actually go for it, the most expensive tickets. And you bought them for Love OM. And then to discover, I said to her, I think I think I bought tickets for the opera. So she started laughing because she knows I hate the opera. Yeah. And then I went on the website and it says no refund. So I was going, oh no. But in the end, they were very nice. Oh, have you been? Has it already happened? No, no, no. The good. I phoned them up. The good. Oh, the good people at the Royal Opera House. Okay. Took pity on me. So they're better than the. They're better than Chelsea Ticket Office, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say that. So, so what did they do? They took the tickets back. Yeah, they gave me a refund, which uh, is good. And have you now bought ballet tickets? Well, I haven't because I, I invested <laughs> in the Brentford season tickets. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I decided to spend the money on that instead. very much enjoy Brentford against. Yeah. Uh, well, so you're, is that so? Instead a of a night, league. so basically <laughs> she's gone for all the rigmarole and all the trauma of you effing and jeffing around the house, <laughs> exactly. and the massive amount of phone calls to the Royal Opera House, and now she's got to go and watch Brentford versus Fulham. That's what she doesn't even the the ballet. It could be. Well, it is the working man's ballet, isn't it? The yeah. Tony Waddington, the old Stoke manager, said well, to that's very true. Said to Alan Hudson once, yeah. and uh, I tell you, one of the daftest things I saw on the weekend though was at the Liverpool game yesterday with <laughs> a bloke sitting quite sort of right in the corner, pitch side level, and he was basically filming the whole game on his phone. Yeah, think, what's the point of this? Yeah. It's not a great angle, is it? But I did anyway. think that watching uh, as the new year was seen in on TV, they cut to the uh, the fireworks mm. in London. Mm. Practically everybody was watching the fireworks through their phone. <laughs> what's the point? I mean, you know, like, I'm looking at the no kids point. next door and they're going, yeah, your point being. But it's I mean, no point. Yeah. What was you saying? You were watching a TV show. This is, uh, uh, yeah, people out there open another pack of Worthers. You were watching an old <laughs> Clive James show, the, the late great uh, broadcaster well, they, and journalist. The BBC four had a tribute night to him. Yeah. It was it was terrific. Mm. And one from Australia, postcard from Australia. They're, what's so pleasurable about these programs? Sound like an old who now? Well, you are, yeah, I yeah. am. But what's so pleasurable about these programs is they treat the audience with a kind of respect. Yeah. So you don't get this thing coming, coming up. up. Here, Clive meets this one, and yeah. Clive does this, and you. By the time you've done all that, you've like seen the program. Whereas this never did any of that, and yeah. it, it didn't say previously or anything coming up, and it was just. The telly real, think. The telly real. think we're bigger idiots, or are we bigger idiots than we were then? No, I think seven one seven. I think it's a middle class yeah. thing that people in broadcasting and, and newspapers they think that people who are working class have got no brain they can't understand they've got to have everything explained and I don't believe that I don't think it's true so but that's a that's a my that's my bugbear but anyway watching this Clive James program from 1991 documentary on London mm. and uh, and shots of people in the park and shots of people in the street and people of course no phones yeah it looks so mad when you it's see a different people. world yeah it's a different world but there you go well, there we are um, Paul's been in touch um, similar to Andy maybe this thing of putting bets on things you hope mm. don't come off uh, he said, uh, I put £5 on Alan Smith's first goal, 2-0 to Arsenal on the final game of the 89 season. Uh, I promised the missus a slap-up meal if it came off. Uh, trouble is, I'm a Liverpool fan, so although it did come <laughs> off, I didn't particularly enjoy the meal. No. So, but maybe it's it more common than you think. It is common, but it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't. It doesn't, though. No. You're still sick about the result. Well, you so. are, you know. Going, how can you go and play like that at Tottenham and then go and play like that? Or they were really, really astonishingly poor on Boxing well, yeah, Day. Just incredible. You and us both when it comes to playing Southampton. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. You might have enjoyed Love OM. It might have been sensational. You could have turned you on to Opera forever. <laughs> no, not really. But you would have had to really enjoy it for the price of those tickets. <laughs> I'm glad they gave us the money back. Yeah, That's good work. Say.
Okay, we'll catch up with you tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 